0: very good morning on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to take 10 for Talmud. Kisubah Stav Zayin, 7a, pagination is 13. We're starting in the wide lines from the fourth line. The beginning of the line says, Omar Rav, and then we begin. Achas Almona, whether the woman has been previously unmarried, no relations previously, she is a Bessula, or if she's an Almana, a woman who had a previous relationship, to Una Bracha, either way, she is going to get Sheva Brachas recited in honor of the wedding. Asks the Gemara. That's a very straightforward ruling any type of marriage, previous relations, no previous relations, there's going to be sheva brachas. O rav ravhuna did ravhuna really rule like that? Ve'oma almana una bracha. Ravhuna said that a widow or anybody who had a previous relationship does not require, does not get bracha, the blessings recited in honor of the wedding. So, we have a straightforward contradiction. The first statement, which was in the name of Rav Huna, told us, regardless, it's a marriage, do Sheva Brachas. The second statement, only a besula, is going to get Sheva Brachas, but an almana, a woman with a previous relationship, would not get Sheva Brachas. Answers the Gemara. Lokasha, not a problem. If you have a man who it's his previous who was never previously married, and he's marrying a woman with a previous relationship, so then they're going to get seven days of Sheva brachas. So you do have a case where a woman was previously married and she's still going to get Sheva Brachas. And that resolution is based on her husband, if her husband was never married before. But Khan, in the other case where you told me that she does not get Sheva Brachas, that's Baalmon Shanasa almana. That's the case where she had a previous relationship, and so did the husband. And therefore, there is no Sheva Brachas, because they both had previous relationships and this is not that new or whatever the reason for Bachar and Basula is that they get Sheva Brachas. Over here, Almon Almana, previously wed, is not going to get. So far, we still have resolution, but we still have to dig deeper here. Asks the Gemara, the almon shanasa almana lo are you really telling me that if they had previous relationships there are no sheva brachas ve amar rav nachman rav nachman said Omali hunaban noson i was told by hunaban noson tano we learnt minayen the birchas hasanan how do you know the rule that chasanim, that the sheva brachos in honor of the marriage is supposed to be done in the presence of ten people, because the Pesach says in the book of Rus, they took ten people from the people of the city, and he said, sit here, and they sat. And we learn from there that there's a concept of Birchas Chassan and Ba'asora that you need 10 people to do Sheva Brachas upon the marriage. We're learning it from Boaz and Rus. Boaz, and Boaz is a case of a man with a previous relationship marrying a woman who had a previous relationship. Rus was previously married to Machlon, and Boaz, we know, was married. In fact, we're told that his wife died, was being buried at the time that Nomi and Rus returned to Eretz Yisrael in the beginning of the book of Rus. So they were both previously married, and you're learning Berchaz Hassanim Sheva Brachas from them. Clearly, there is a concept of Sheva Brachas even by previously wed. Answers the Gemara, we're nearing the rightful conclusion here. Mai ena una bracha, da'oma ravhuna, what did ravhuna mean? When he said, it does not require bracha, doesn't require sheva brachas when they were previously wed. Eina una bracha kalzayin, it does not require sheva brachas for all seven days the way it would be required if either he was a bachor or she was a besula. But certainly, for one day, it requires a bracha. And now we finally have resolution. Our source of berchaz Hasanam ba'asara was because Boaz with Rus was a wedding that required sheva brachas, albeit only for one day. But we can learn from them how Sheva Brachas are done. It's done in the presence of ten people. And when Rav Huna told us that previously wed does not require Bracha, it means it does not require Bracha in comparison to the way we normally talk about Sheva Brachas, meaning for seven days. But certainly it does require Bracha on the day of the chasna. Yom Echad, for one day. The Chelkas Mechokek in Shulchan Arach Siman Samech Bey's Sif cotton Vav wonders in this concept that previously wed requires Sheva Brachas Yom Echad, for one day. What exactly is the implication of that ruling that for one day it requires Sheva Brachas. What would happen, for example, if you were making a second meal in honor of the Chasankala on the day of the Chasna? Does it mean that the entire first day gets Sheva Brachas or not? Let's say they get married, 10 o'clock in the morning, they have a beautiful Chasna meal, and then, particularly in the summer, you could have Sheva Brachas, in the late afternoon, and it's still the same day. Would you make Sheva Brachas by that second meal? Likewise, the converse case needs to be considered. What happens if you make the chasna, and by the time you make the meal of the chasna, it's already the next day? You make the chasna late afternoon and by the time you sit down to the meal, it's already the next day halakhically. So it's not Yom Echad, it's not the same day as the Chasna. Would you recite Sheva Brachas by the Chasna meal itself? There's significant literature on the topic. The Oracha Shulchan in Sif Lamid Gimel rules that when we say Yom Echad, the first day, what we mean is Suuda Rishona, the meal in honor of the Chasna. So that if you're going to make a second meal on the second on on that same day, the second meal on the same day is not going to get Sheva Brachas because that's not the meal of the Chasna. And likewise, if you didn't make the Chasna meal until night. But that is the chasna meal. In the words of the Arach HaShulchan, Eilachan is suin below Sheva brachas besuda achas. You don't find a marriage that doesn't get Sheva brachas by one meal. And that meal is referring to the meal of the chasna. And when it says in the Gemara, Yom Echad to Una Bracha, one day it needs a Bracha, it's not a rule of one day it's an expression that that day of the chuppah, however it works out, is the chasnamil is going to get sheva brachas. If we go back to the original statement of Rav Huna, which had to be revised, the Arach HaShulchan's approach makes things much smoother. Rav Huna said that previously wed does not get sheva brachas. That's a pretty straightforward statement. We proved that it can't be taken at face value. We proved that certainly previously wed is going to get Sheva Brachas at least at some point because Boaz and Rus were doing Sheva Brachas. And the Gemara resolved it by saying Yom Echad, they do get Sheva Brachas for one day. According to the Arach HaShulchan, that original statement of Rav Hunah is very much in sync with that revised expression. Because what Rav Huna apparently was saying was they don't get Sheva Brachas in the way of Sheva Brachas, meaning like seven days of Sheva Brachas. They don't get three days of Sheva Brachas. Quite frankly, they don't even get one day of Sheva Brachas. What they do get and what the Gemara means when it says Yom Echad It means they get the chasna sheva brachas. And just like even Rav Huna agreed when he said they don't get sheva brachas, he agreed that they were getting sheva brachas underneath the chuppah. Similarly, they're going to get sheva brachas by the meal of the chasna. But they're not going to get sheva brachas on additional meals on that day, and they're not going to lose out on the Sheva Brachas of the Chas meal, even if the Chas meal takes place once it's halachically the following day. So again, the Orach HaShulchan's approach seems to be very smooth in reconciling the way Rav Huna expressed himself and the way the Gemara revises it. Yeshe koach, thank you for joining.